Thanks for joining me for the Pray for Micah podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review, and check out my YouTube channel and follow me on social media. Pray for Micah Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Pray for Micah podcast. And now your host, Micah Chrisman. And I want to jump more into who you are and just kind of the, sure, you know, because yeah, yeah. this, I know this is a core of who you are. So we're, we're, we're heading, we're, we're knee deep in it, but I'm curious, like, as we look at, like, you're saying the, the wins that we have to meet, like make today <clears throat> because people are dying and they're sick and people are being evicted, things that need to happen now for racial justice, all these issues. How do you balance between the campaigns that have to be hard fought now and then, when yeah, zooming the camera out, and where's the landscape going to be in a hundred years from now? You know, and mm. and that's like, I feel like that's always the tug of war battle with like mm-hmm. social movements is how much are we willing to accept now as a win, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then how much is like that's not enough, and we need this because we know it's going to be this in the future. Yeah. So, I I, maybe I'm not. No, no, right, no. But. That's I, no. I mean, I think I, I. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, at least what I feel like I'm hearing you. Say. I mean, I think there's always, at least, I, I've always experienced a tension between the vision of the world I would like to live in and the vision of the world I hope we can accomplish, and what is possible today. And, and I don't say that in any sort of cynical way or defeatist way, because I actually think that there's a whole lot possible today. Like, I actually sure. think like that more like, than what we can sometimes, you know, because I think because sometimes as... I think that it can feel defeatist to be like, oh, we've got this big vision, but we've got to only fight for what's possible today. And it's like, well, what's possible today is like, 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 that's nothing to sneak. Like, what's possible today is actually really exciting to me, yeah. you know, um, because what what po- what's possible. And, and to me to me the the big vision is important right like it's it's important for me to have like a big vision that sort of like it sort of provides like some like intrinsic internal motivation but like like i also like i have no idea like you know like the idea of like what the world would or could or should look like in a hundred years i feel like like not to like i like i am not I am not an important or brilliant enough person to have any, I like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like, I, I just like, I have no, like how I, I like, so like I, I, to some extent, like, I'm just like, I've like, you, you know, there's so much like what's possible now is far more exciting to me because what pos- what's possible now and like what can happen when we come together now to fight for the things that are affecting people's lives now really then informs like what's possible tomorrow, you know? And so it's, so I don't, you know, there's a saying from Miles Horton, who was one of the, he was the founder of the Highlands Highlander center in Tennessee, which is, has started in the thirties and is still around today and was a center for popular education and, and training community org. A lot of people who participated in the labor movement in the thirties and forties, a lot of people who were key figures in the civil rights movement in the fifties and sixties all sort of got trained and went through Highland center. And, and one of this, one of his sayings is we make the road by walking. Hmm. And I actually just live more into, to that, Living you that, know, yeah. where I'm just like, I, I actually, I mean, do, you know, I, do I want to live in a world where like 
poverty doesn't exist. Everybody has access to healthcare. Everybody has, you know, affordable housing. Education. Every, everybody, you know, it's like all, like all of, like everything, like everybody where people are taken care of and have a, and have everything that they need for a dignified life from cradle to grave. Like that is, you know, where white supremacy no longer exists, right? Mm. Where relationships of domination no longer exist, right? Like that's kind right. of my, my North Star. I've just like, I would like to live in a world where relationships of domination no longer exist. And that's like mm -hmm. on an interpersonal level, but that's also like within the systems and institutions yes. that sort of facilitate and organize our lives, right? Um, but um, but I think about, you know, the idea of, of um, like what's possible today. I actually think that there is a lot possible today because I think what happens is when, people go through a campaign um, with each other and people engage in that type of process, the relationships that you have with people also start to, right? Like things, like there's a lot of like space for like transformation there. I think that we have, uh, if, I, if I'm gonna take a look at the state of Missouri, and I think you can extrapolate this out at the national level as well, just to talk a little bit about like anti-racism and like why I think like white people fighting against racism is important and why I think um, it's possible to organize more white people away from a politics of white nationalism and into multiracial solidarity. And when I say a politics of white nationalism, I mean both like the literal, like the white nationalists, sure. right? Like the, the, the people who are like, oh, I'm a white nationalist and the like the, 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 the Republican party, which is, or, you know, and the Tucker right. Carlson's and the folks that are like, oh, I'm not racist, but they're like, essentially, they're promoting this idea of white replacement theory. All their politics want to benefit right, white families, right. middle like, class families. Yeah. So. And, and, and they're using rhetoric that, you know, increasingly is overtly racist, but they're still using rhetoric as like, you know, um, you know, saying, you know, undocumented immigrants are going to come here and, you know. Uh, uh, take away your access to healthcare and they're going to take away your job and they're going to kill you and your family. Like they're doing mm. really saying really horrible racist stuff, but they're not necessarily like in the proud boys. Right. Or like right. they're not, they're not in like the, you know, the Ku Klux Klan or like, you know, they're maybe not part of like an organized white nationalist group, but they are, they are promoting and 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 organizing themselves around a politics deeply rooted in a white nationalist ideology ideology right yeah and and a strategy right and what and what they've successfully done in a place like missouri i think is an important place to look at and an important place to then try to do this work what they've done is they've mobilized white racial resentment against mm non-white people right undocumented immigrants black folks right donald trump comes in and says the reason you don't have a manufacturing job in your town anymore or, or manufacturing base in your town anymore is because of unfair trade deals and it's china and because like undocumented immigrants have come here and taken all your jobs Right. Mm -hmm. And they're also, and by the way, undocumented immigrants are coming here and, and so are black folks and other folks of color. They're, they're all living off the government or taking benefits from the government and it's coming from your tax dollars and you're getting screwed. And they're able to capture, right, some real resentment 
that white folks feel, right? And, and, and they're able to build off of the real economic anxiety that white people have, right? Mm. Because in reality, a lot of white people aren't doing very well. Right. Right. They're we just, vote against our own interests. Right. Yes. And I think what happened. And so what happens then is that you have Trump come in and you're like, and he's like, hey, you're not doing well. And it's the fault of all these people of color and these immigrants. It's their fault that you're not doing well. And if you vote for me, we're, I'm not going to, I'm going to, you're going to do better. We're going to take on the liberal elites and we're going to get, you know, we're going to take away the benefits. We're going to, you know, we're going to rein in the government support for all these undeserving people of color. And, you know, what happens then is that, you know, Trump gets in and not only does he do stuff to, to attack, you know, communities of color and, and immigrant communities, he also does jack shit to help poor white people, right? Right. And frankly, promotes policies like the 2017 tax cut that was just a major tax giveaway to the wealthiest people in this country. Right. Did nothing to benefit the bottom half of of uh american society in terms of like you know wealth and income so you have you know um so you have white people who you know don't have any health insurance and can't go to the doctor but are still getting mobilized by trump mm. right by saying yes like you you should be angry that you don't have any health care you should be angry that you don't have a good paying job and it's the fault of these people right and right. The, and what we need to do as like the organized left and I think as organizers, and this is the work that I feel we really need to lean into and do more of is to actually get, get into those communities in a much deeper, much more profound way and say, yeah, like, like you are getting fucked, right? You are getting fucked. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to hundred dollar insulin. Right. And, and, and I'm going to stand here and I'm going to fight. <clears throat> I'm going to fight with you against the forces that are fucking you over. And, but like what we need to do, right. Is be like, they're trying to get us right. The Trumps and the pharmaceutical industries and the corporate real estate developers and mm. the, you know, Jeff Bezos and Elon, they're trying to tell us that the reason you're getting screwed is because of black folks and immigrants and, and, and folks that don't look like you when in reality, it's a small group of wealthy people who are actually doing the damage to you and your community. And by coming together with black folks and immigrants and other people who are also getting screwed by the same people by coming together, we can actually win the things all of our communities need. Right? Like that's the type of work that we need to be doing. And I think that that's like that mutual liberation. Yeah. And I think that that's like, um, that's what gets me excited about what's possible today. Right. Is like, I actually think, I mean, in, you know, I mean, and, you know, you 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 have folks on the show who disagree with you. Like, I was out knocking doors in Independence, and like, you know, talked to a lot of people who like I disagreed with, but like, pretty much everybody I talked to had like a shared commitment to like a common humanity, right? Even oh, people sure. who like disagreed with like certain policies, like volunteered through their church or like helped their neighbor's kid with homework, or you know what I mean. So it's just like I think you know what's possible today is pretty exciting to me because I actually think people want connection and belonging and fairness. And, you know, I think they want everybody to be taken care of more than we sometimes think they do. Because I think we, for a lot of reasons, are getting people elected into office who do not actually represent a, a, a the, right. the Yeah. The interests and the, and the actual desires of a lot of people that are, 
um, are, are voting for them, right? Like it's it's a bit of a contradiction, but. So what I'm hearing is that you think people will probably be a little more compassionate and more empathetic in the next civil war then <laughs> if we do go into a civil war it'll probably be like uh hey i'm gonna yell at you in my front yard and then i'm gonna go back and watch netflix you know yeah I, yeah or are well, you gonna be out there with our slingshots with all the other liberals you know <laughs> right 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 well no i mean i think uh i mean i mean i think you can hear what i'm saying there's a whole thing right now where i mean it's not a whole whole thing but i've read some articles where like talking about what are the stepping stones to lead to a quote-unquote civil war and they're kind of concerned that we're heading in that direction because of like what you're saying the uh enrapturing our our identities and ideologues with with um a political you know left or right stance and then issues on like guns and these different things that sure. can become like these very yeah like basically if they're able to pass a law where they're going to start taking guns out of homes they'll probably be a civil war you know and I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, obviously the government has never, we let little children die in schools all the yeah. time and we've never gone into a home to take out guns. Yeah. But yeah, I also, so, I mean, I do want to, um, I, I, I kind of want to interrogate that a little bit. Cause I do think that this, you know, I, I don't want to deny or sort of pretend like deep divisions in this country don't exist. Cause they, they clearly do. And I think they are primarily being motivated or sort of primarily informed by the legacy and continued presence of white supremacy and living in a system of white supremacy mm. and how that's developed in this country as a primary form of organization that's intrinsic to capitalism. Right. Um, but sorry, not to... <laughs> Like, but, no, I hear you. Uh, we, we can't. We don't. We don't have enough time on the show to dive into each of those topics. But, yeah, but I hear what you're saying. They're just such big things, like but, that. But, yeah. but I do think that the situation that we're in, my, my my analysis, and and you know, I could totally be wrong about this because I'm just like I'm just like a I'm I'm just like a I'm a local community the organizer. Opinion of like Justin Stein. I, yeah, I will be like I, I offer this with like a <laughs> tremendous amount of humility, and you know, like I. But like, I actually don't think that there's like a, like, it's not like we're like a 50, 50 split. Like, oh, there's oh, like sure. this, right. this, like, you know, there's these two camps of equal proportions and, you know, and it's, and it's because there's conflicts over, you know, sort of cultural issues, right. Or things like that. Like, I actually think what's going on is that we have an increasingly small white minority of wealthy people actively trying to manipulate non-wealthy white people um, against our sort of against our self-interest for lack of a better term although I, there's more that could be said about that but I think um, and but, but what's happening is that we have for for most mainstream progressive policies right and I'm not saying like you know it's not like you know, people support socialism or, you know, anything like that. But like a majority of people in the country support some form of gun control legislation. Mm. A majority of people in the country support abortion being legal and accessible. Right. right? Albeit with some restrictions. A lot, right. Yeah. A majority of people in the country support 
raising the minimum wage. They support expanding access to health care. They support humane immigration laws. They support uh, racial justice, even if it's not, you know, maybe, you know, not the, the like, you know, like we as long as the blue lives matter people get to come too yeah. i'm okay well, well no i think i think i think that a majority of people um believe in some form of police reform and right. prison reform right maybe not as like radical as like you know or sort of leftist or whatever as i would like to see but like a majority like of people, maybe people don't need to go to prison for 20 years for a pound a week right a majority yeah. of people support legalizing marijuana right? right a support majority of people actually support relatively progressive policies given the political landscape of the United States, but a, an increasingly small conservative minority has been able to capture and maintain governing power, right? 30% of the population in this country vote on 70% of the senators in the U.S. Senate, right? Because that's because like the state of Wyoming gets the same number of senators as the state of California and the state of New York, right? right? So you have a minority of the population nationally voting on a majority, a, a super majority of the people who are in the Senate, right? Um, and there's a lot, I mean, you could say about like, you know, the the structure of the Senate, the Electoral College, all being rooted in white supremacy, all being rooted in anti-black racism, um, you know, there's all, there's a whole like, you know, history and, yeah. and a lot, of, I think a strong argument as to, as to why the, the, you know, particularly those two institutions are rooted in white supremacy. Um, but I mean, the whole country is the whole political system is, but you know, we're in a situation today where what's happening at the national level in terms of like who's holding power and who's in politics and sort of what the media is saying about, you know, what's happening in the country, I, th I actually think skews the reality that there's actually like a, we have a small, like clearly like more defined, like oligarchy and political class right. running the country in, in a direction that a majority of the people don't support. And I think that there's, um, that's like really frustrating and scary. I think that to me is the scary thing. Not that like, oh, we're going to have a civil war. It's like, no, we might actually like in 2024, depending on the election of the outcome, we might actually have like a like a, a a white nationalist authoritarian state, right? Right, with a party that, uh, you know, being led by a party that doesn't actually believe in democracy, as imperfect and incomplete as democracy is in this country, right? Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but totally, yeah, yeah. You just think about what are the, what is the the soil cultivation that happens, like, because like I hear you, like these people are being elected by these, you know, the small portion of vo voters, but we're still getting Josh Hollies and like young yeah. people who are like, like they know what's working for them somehow, you know, like they, like the talking points of like what's getting them in office and what they're fighting for. And they're basically <laughs> leveraging white supremacy to their advantage. Yeah. And and so you just you always think like, well, there'll be a reasonable Republican maybe someday. Uh, or again, like I guess people thought that about Bernie, like, well, well Biden will be the more reasonable Democrat, you know. Um, and, you know, I just, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens in 2024, too. But don't worry, I, I won't. Uh, 
uh, I, I was raised, you know, in kind of a doomsday prepper mode. So I tell people like <laughs> I was ready for the pandemic. <laughs> like I was ready. Like growing up on a farm, like I knew how so totally. anyone who wants to join force with me during the civil war after 2020, no, <laughs> we can start a commune, <laughs> the hippie commune where we yeah. fight off everyone with our slingshots, you know? I mean, I do, I do, I do think that, uh, I mean, you know, I, I do, I don't, I don't think that it's an understatement to say that, um, you know, I think a lot can happen between now and, and 2024, but, um, you know, fascism i mean i would i would go so far as to say that like fascism is on the ballot in 2024 right, right? i mean josh hawley um is um i, I would argue you know a, a highly sophisticated fascist politician like right. he you know he 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 is a he is a much smarter uh trumpian figure right. right like but he is he is positioning himself as an economic populist for white people hmm. and i think that that is the i think that i think that that is a trend that is really really frightening and that's what trump opened the door for because that's what you know and, and I think it was I mean, already happening, but yeah, you know Trump just like, rode rode the wave. That's like sort right, of you exactly. know been that building. It's been it's it's been here forever, right? And I think he just like brought it to the surface in ways that like we, you know, haven't more intelligible. People are like, oh, that was working. Mm. Now yeah. if I could come and I can actually give speeches that right. are eloquent and right. Actually- I mean. You know, and I'm like, you know, like I voted for Bernie Sanders both times. Like I'm a, you know, I'm sure. just like definitely like on board with Bernie Sanders. But I think like a limitation of his campaign, particularly in 2016, was that there's this idea on the left that if we just go talk to people about economic issues and we just talk about economic populism, that that is enough to build a, a broad enough coalition to win elections and to sort of like, you know, win stuff. And I don't think that's true. If we're not actively addressing race and the way that racism is being used to promote and facilitate economic exploitation and inequality of everybody, mm-hmm. of everybody, white folks and folks of color, right? Uh, then we are not actually addressing what's going on and we're going to mm-hmm. lose. I, I, I think because I, I heard somebody, a speaker after the 2016 election, and she was just like, look. We go, we go, we knock on people's door, right? And this is fucked up, but it's like we knock on people's doors and say, we're standing for universal health care. Don't you want universal health care? And the right wing is showing up either on people's doors or, you know, on Fox News or on some, you know, Facebook or social media or whatever. And they're saying undocumented immigrants are coming here to kill you and your family. Right. Who do you think wins Right. Exactly. <laughs> that debate, right? And, and it's like, it's fucked up with like, so like, that's why I think like we gotta, we actually gotta, we not only have to like say the words, right. And like use the messaging, but we actually have to be building campaigns and like building organization that's built around this idea of like racism is being used strategically by a small group of wealthy white people to divide us from each other so they can extract profit from our communities and fuck us all over. And like particularly for white folks, it's like by coming together with people who don't look like you, like uh, you're, you're going to be able to get the things that you deserve because you are like white supremacy. Like 
you know, and in some circles, this is controversial. Like white supremacy isn't really working right. for a lot of white people. That's not. Yeah. There's plenty of other, you know, you know, I mean, someone else could also know the stats watching the show better than I, but yeah, just all these other white, predominantly white countries that are outperforming the U S and like most categories, education, health, long, like our life expectancy shrunk, yeah. you know? And yeah, that kind of goes back to the whole, like, yeah, we vote against our own interests because this person said they were a Christian <laughs> and they were going to stop yeah. abortions, but then they voted to do this and this, I killed your local plant, you know, yeah. the, you know, whatever, you know, thing that, um, yeah. Or, or, I mean, and, and I want to be clear, like when I say white supremacy, isn't working for most white people? Like, you know, I hope most folks know that I'm not indicating that like, you know, that like somehow that white advantage doesn't exist or that, you know, I mean, like there's, you, you know, right. like relative to the experiences of folks of color, like even if, um, you know, th- like, no, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, but, but yeah, I think it kind of goes back to like, I tell people like, Hey, I grew up poor on a farm, but my life wasn't made more difficult for my color, of my skin. And that's literally right. what I, that's how I used to describe white privilege. Like I had to, yeah, do the whole didn't have money for college, you know, sure. just all that stuff, sure. you oh, know, yeah. like I struggled, but my life wasn't made more difficult. So I, I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah. But when I, if I, you know, just hypothetical Micah who wants to p- just take a benefit of white supremacy as a, as a construct, like it ultimately hurts me worse yep. Yep. than, you know, like you said, joining, you know, being part of the multiracial movements that we need to be a part of because the whole like when tides rise, all boats le- you know rise, kind of thing. You know, like hey, we can do better than for ourselves too. Hell yeah! By not just being ra- by not just non being racist, but being anti racist. By being anti racist, I get to have relationships, get to build yeah a community that's larger than just yeah. I don't know. That's my whole thing. Is like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think the, the, I mean, the only way, the, the only way all of our, I mean, again, my opinion is, again, my, my opinion is the only way that all of our communities, white communities, black communities, brown communities, uh, uh, immigrant communities, the, the only way everybody is going to be able to get healthcare, living wages, affordable housing, quality education, all the, all the shit that we know that we need for our, ourselves and our communities to have dignified lives. The only way that we do that is through multiracial solidarity and multiracial, in my opinion, multiracial solidarity and multiracial movement building. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, cause if, 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 um, historically like what has happened is that if, you didn't if if benefits or some aspect of you know social democracy which is sort of the most like sort of liberal kind of order we've ever had in this country like post-world war ii like social democracy like if 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 people are ever going to experience the benefits of something like that and have them last and have them stay they actually have to be applied and and available to everybody Hmm. right um i mean one of the reasons why we've seen such a big roll back, roll back the past 30 to 40 years on 
things like the welfare state and union rights and economic security for everybody is because those things weren't provided or guaranteed to everybody to begin with. Mm. And so the door was already open for those things to be taken away. Wow. It, I think, I think <laughs> <laughs> every time you had to sit, so just keep like, so just in thought. <laughs> yeah. I guess like, this is, this is, and so were the thoughts. Of yeah. This is, this is just my opinion. Well, I appreciate you giving me all that you, this broad perspective. This is what I wanted, needed. My my heart is full. Now let's delve more into who you are as a person. Okay. This like last <laughs> this last section. This like well, we got to hear like where you grew up, your sure. Missouri boy, but um outside of this world of yeah, just liberation, justice work, organizing, community organizing that you're doing, like what are some of the things that you're learning about yourself, you're growing mm. into. I mean, do you feel like the Justin sitting here now has grown for better or worse since the pandemic? Just curious about, yeah, just your overall, because we're, yeah, the background for folks who might be listening, we were part of um, also the Kaufman Education Fellowship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we kind of got to interact in that space and learn, I mean, honestly, some really valuable information about education system and the historical racism of kansas city and everything so i know you got to learn some of that and sure we kind of worked, you know worked on those projects but what other kind of personal work have you been or are you i don't know what what space are you hanging out in what what, what do you what brings justin happiness and pleasure or creativity <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's a good question definitely shifting gear you yeah, yeah I, hard stop I, sorry hard stop no no this is good this is good because I, I think like feedback i've also i mean just like i think like agitations and things i've ever said i mean i i can just like live kind of up in the cerebral realm all day long just because it's 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 far more comfortable you know because it doesn't require me to talk about my feelings or uh my personal <laughs> journey and i just you know Oh, yeah. uh, I want to get into the darkness yeah, now. No, no, I'm man. Just kidding. No, and the it's light. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll be honest with you, dude. I have struggled my whole life to feel like I'm enough. Hmm. I have, that has been, that has been a, just a recurring, like I just have, I've just always struggled to feel like I measure up, you know? And, um, and that's frankly been a big part of my journey the past year or so is really grappling with some of the, um, kind of the new like ways that that's sort of manifested in my life. You know, I've done a lot, I will say like, I've done a lot of work over the years. Um, I, I believe that, or like for me, like a lot of the organizing, the activism, the social justice stuff is very, uh, deeply grounded in my idea of spirituality and sort mm. of my idea of like spiritual beliefs and spiritual practices. Like I believe yeah. that like growing more in alignment with um, God and sort of like the sort of connection and alignment with like the divine presence that I have within me mm. and that's within everybody, right? Like the more that I operate in alignment with that and, you know, um, what I would say is like the more I operate in alignment with like what I believe to be like God's will for me in my life. Um, the, the, the more I find, you know, 
joy and satisfaction and a, a good sense of self. And um, I feel like that type of work of like, am I living in alignment with this sort of like, what is my divine sort of presence? And like, it, am I living in relationship to the divine presence? Right. Mm. And, and living my life in a way that's in alignment with what I believe to be like God's sort of will for me. Uh, that is actually like an integral that I feel like that work for me is like integral to like any sort of social justice organizing movement stuff. So I do like, you know, I know we're moving into like the personal realm, but it's like, it all connects like growing and developing as a person is like, to me, like inextricably related to like being somebody who's trying to also like work with other people to make the world hopefully a better place. Like, and I, you know, and, and that's not like, I think that that's true for all of us. Right. But like, um, so, you know, I, um, I actually took, and I've done a lot of work over my life to try to like, you know, be okay with myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, like I quit drinking 14 years ago hey, congrats. and thanks. Yeah. Wow. So that's like, a, that's been a big part of like my journey, um, of like, you know, not drinking, you know, being sober, you know? Um, and I've been, um, yeah, like this last year. So like a year ago or so I, uh, actually stepped back from organizing. Like I left my job at jobs with justice I went and I started this new job trying to um, do like union organizing and I realized that I was like in a really bad place and it wasn't because of the, the, the union, like it wasn't anything about like the, the job. It was just like, um, I, I had been struggling for some time. I think I had been struggling through COVID. I had been sort of struggling with like what I felt like I was really being, um, like I felt, I don't know how to, like, and I, I mean, I sort of felt, um, out of alignment with, uh, with my purpose. Something you shared that I think really resonated with me, um, was seeing how doing this work of personal anti-racism and interrogating the white supremacy in me. And seeing the suffering of like my communities um, in college, like it became more pronounced in my connection with my spirit, faith, um, my spirituality. At that time, I was still like going to church or still Christian and um, um, don't really go to a church and have still spiritual communities and people I'm a part of. But I just remember that being like a wake up call for me as with Mike Brown and just everything going on in Ferguson and just realizing like, holy shit, like all these years, my spirituality was just tied up with this individual relationship with God. Mm. And then the community we share kind of looked and acted the same. And we would probably say we weren't racist, but when you kind of, again, create a culture that's predominantly white folks engaging in the spiritual practices of Baptist church (laughs) worldview, uh, it tends to, you know, be limiting to other folks, um, different diversities come in, but then always seeing like the social cause issues, um, in my faith was all like just sin based, like Mm. trying to stop 
you know, whatever pornography. Like I remember signing some ballot thing in my church, trying to stop this like Cirilla's store from opening up, which was like down the street. Like we're going to all, you know, sign this thing and, and keep this, you know, sex toy shop from opening up, you know, dirty DVDs and, and just like, I don't know, just that was the extent of my act. And just having this wake up call of like, Oh wow. Like God is in this work. (laughs) And I've missed it, you know, mm-hmm. my whole life. Just, just real thinking that these were the issues that were so big and pro- pro- predominantly propped up in my head of what these are about. And so I, I, I hear you. Just like so, I want to delve into that a little bit more. Just like, like how do you find a connection to that divine, that divinity, and people in the work and in yourself? And to recognize you are enough because you are enough, Justin. Thanks, you know, just to say that because I don't know when you, when I, my heart hurts and I'm like, I hear, I feel that to my core. I get it. And I don't know if that is, I don't know if you had a religious memory, but I, I have that. Like I was a worm, God, you know, sure, I'm sure. never enough for God, you know, sure. and I always have to be working on, you know, self-flagellation, you know, totally. <laughs> like trying to yeah. get to this place of I'm, I'm worthy enough for love or connection with people in these spaces, but. Yeah, tell me more about that journey, I guess. And you you were sharing before we got cut off with microphone stuff um, about your sobriety and 14 yeah. years of that. So I'm sure it all kind of connects, I imagine, with. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, and I appreciate you sharing that, Micah. I mean, I think, um, so. I think for me, the kind of like when I stopped drinking, I was, I was living in new Orleans and, um, moved back to St. Louis, um, in order to sort of, you know, to sort of get sober, stop drinking. But, um, I think that, that, uh, being in new Orleans during that time after hurricane Katrina was when, um, I really, you know, before that time I, I thought of myself, you know, I was 22 and I was just like, you know, yeah, I'm committed to the struggle against racism and, you know, and I, opposed to you know sexism and patriarchy i'm you know i want to i'm gonna fight all systems of domination you know that was like i mean that was you know how i felt but i think in new orleans i was just in relationship with a number of people and got connected with a number of mentors and just really it was really instilled into me and i think i started to really appreciate that like you know our efforts to create a world that is different than the one that we're in now right? A world where relationships of domination no longer exist and a world where we uh, aren't living in a system of white supremacy. That requires us to engage in a process of personal transformation as well as social transformation. So like, I believe that like the way that we get there is through social movements, issue-based campaigns, right? Mm -hmm. But I think within the context of those social movements and issue-based campaigns, there is personal transformative work that both happens and that we have to make space for. And so for me, you know, I think having a relationship with God and um, trying to take time for reflection and introspection, both by myself and in relationship to other people um, is really important because I think that my struggle, um, with, you know, not feeling like I'm enough comes from, you know, obviously like deeply personal experiences that I've had. And I think, 
um you know i think to some extent you know the wiring of my brain and you know all that sort of stuff but i also think that like you know while that feels and can be like a deeply personal struggle and one that i do have to like personally sort of like confront and like and work on like and and i do that in relationship with other people um and in communities that are um focused on like spiritual growth and and spiritual you know sort of spiritual connection and and development um uh I feel like we live like the the like be, I don't want to live in a world where relationships of domination no longer ex, I want to live in a world where relationships of domination no longer exist because I think the world that we currently live in tells a whole lot of us that we're not enough. Mm. You know, I think yeah. that like the way that like the way that we've sort of set things up right now constantly tells us that we're not enough. And um and so for me it's um, it's both learning how to like live in right relationship with myself and like intrinsically like recognize that I am enough and like to be like when we need to create like a culture and we need to create system like you know not just like institutions but we also need to like create and like promote a culture in our society and in our world that does actually say everyone's enough right mm-hmm. um, and uh you know, I, 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 I have, you know, I have different ideas for maybe how we do that, but it's been, um, you know, it's been a real journey for me, you know? Um, and it's something that I've really had to focus on this last year. Cause I took a step back from organizing and I'll be honest with you that like really, uh, uh, stepping back from organizing and I went, I worked, I went and I like, I worked at target for like four months cause I needed to like bring in some income and, uh, you know, I really had to like struggle and sort of pay attention, like really kind of like deal with like my mental health and sort of what I, you know, just like really sort of acknowledge and like respect what I was kind of going through and experiencing. And, um, you know, and I'm grateful for the job at Target. I'm great. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like not what I'm passionate about, right? Cause I'm passionate about organizing, but like, sure. like, uh, uh, you know, but like that, that was something that, um, yeah, this like past year I had to go through and, and it really like, you know, has, um, it has, it has, it has, um, caused some, you know, some discomfort, you know, to not be, um, like a full-time organizer right now, you yeah. know, uh, cause that was like a really big, like I, a big sense of my sort of identity and like a, and it's, and it's something like, it's never been like just a job for me. It's been like this thing that I feel like very like, is like also like part of like my spiritual alignment as like a person on this earth. Right. So it's been, yeah, it's been a journey, man. Like I've been, I mean, I'm in a good place, you know what I mean? Like, uh, my life is good, you know, and I'm like grateful for friends that I have my community and my family. And I'm grateful for getting to do the things that I get to do today. And, um, but, um, yeah, I think the, um, that's, that's been, that's been me, you know? Yeah. Gosh, well, thank you for sharing that, you know, cause I know that, yeah, it could just feel like heavy when you don't feel, when you feel like you had this purpose or this was your calling and it's still part of who you are. It's still your purpose and calling, but to take a step back from it, I could see how it'd be a little discombobulating, like 
and I guess like, what do you feel like things you've been learning about with like reconnect or still staying connected to that spiritual minded frame or mindset, um, but still at target and not in organizing or sure. Cause I'm, I'm, you were telling me like you, you've done some like solo journeys where you just kind of went out to the woods or sure, went, went yeah. hiking. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some of those practices just to like give, get some nature perspective. Yeah. <laughs> for me, that's always healing, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big, uh, fan of, uh, prayer and meditation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I'm a, I, I'm, I, I love, you know, outdoors activities and things, but like for me, like, um, I try to do like a solo, like a, just like two nights, you know, but like a solo backpacking trip, like once a year is like kind of like a retreat, you know, that's been like, it's a real big thing for me. Um, I've been, uh, I've been working with a friend of mine through, uh, I've actually been doing, um, I was raised Catholic. Uh, I'm not practicing Catholic anymore, but I've been working with. I'm so f- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, people say the same thing when I tell you know, yeah. Baptists, like, oh, "Oh my God, are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I love. I'm, I imagine like if anybody's like listening, they're like, "Oh, like no wonder he doesn't feel like he's enough." It's just like he's raised Catholic. No, uh, no, but I. Um, uh, there's actually a lot about uh, the sort of Catholic spiritual tradition that I really appreciated as a kid, and that I mm. that I still actually like connect with a lot as an adult. I, I, I'm working with a friend of mine right now through some, uh, some stuff around like Ignatian spirituality. So like, oh, uh, cool. it's like Ignatian, uh, spirituality is based on like he, there's like these like Ignatian spiritual exercises and it's all about like going through like a process of like discernment and like really trying to like, um, like reflect upon and sort of like really kind of dive into like what, um, where are you going in your life? And like, what is God actually calling you to do? And are you trying, you know, I think the thing that has been really kind of interesting or sort of kind of the, the journey I've been on is like, um, am I trying to convince myself that this thing that I think I want is actually God's will? Like, if, you know, like if I'm going to be like, is this what I'm actually being called to do next? Or is this what I'm actually supposed to be doing? Or am I just trying to like, am I trying to like bend, you know, am I trying to be like, try to like fit God's will into my will or am I actually like, Mm. you know, I think that like the meditation and the sort of like sitting still and stuff has been really good for that. Cause it's like, okay, like, like it's less about me trying to like take some sort of action to be like, this is what I'm going to force into being or, or, or will into being. And it's more about like, what am I, what do I need to receive right now? Um, and just like, let me be open to receiving it without, and you know, and that's hard for me. Cause I'm like, a, am like, I'm going to do her. I'm going to make my, you know, like I've got my goals and my plans and my, you know, and it's just like, uh, so I've been, you know, God, this is the part where you impart to me. Yeah. It's the thing I do. Yeah. It's like, give me the fucking answer. Like, let's get on with it. So that's been, uh, that's been kind of, yeah, that's like, you know, that's been, that's been me. And I, and I just, um, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Hell yeah. Oh, the spiritual journeys of figuring out our existence of what we do, what we believe, what we, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like I didn't, I feel like I've still, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Let me back up. I guess for me, there was definitely a moment. It was less around, 
um like needing to do i mean yes i had a mental health like check and i started like therapy a couple mm-hmm. years ago um just because yeah the height of pandemic just things going on i was also in a rough place and then i feel like i my intention probably was a little different from yours as far as like stepping away from some of the circles or things i was involved in like social justice wise um it was partly to take care of myself but i think it was also like to just check in on my like my intentions behind the work and trying to understand how i can bring my full authentic self Mm. because i've shared before with folks that i have a very high desire need to also want to um be accepted in spaces Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. being in those church spaces where you're never quite enough and just always kind of pushing the boulder Mm -hmm. up the hill kind of thing. And so kind of just like reevaluating just some of that, like, yeah, like I believe in these causes and that's why I show up to the protests and that's why I show up to these things. But I just realized that, um, um, I was so mixed up in different things that I don't feel like I was being effective in one or the Mm. other. If, or I wasn't feel like I was, really being able to give my all to whether it was Casey tenants mm-hmm. or this or that just kind of, and so just put it, you know, getting myself like an internal check of like, okay, this is something I know is what I believe in my core is right, but I'm not taking care. Like you're saying, I need to take care of myself. And when you, when you set, I feel like when you do that, it brings a more, um, yeah, as messed up as we might be our true authentic selves, at least I get to bring more of that mm-hmm. and and work through that when I show up in those spaces and how I show up in those spaces versus um, ignoring it and then making everybody deal with my bullshit totally. <laughs> in like 10 different spaces. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, at least, I don't know. I'm kind of not maybe putting it together the way I'm trying to explain it, but no, I, I, yeah. yeah, no, I really appreciate that, man. I mean, I think like, you know, there's, um, you know, there was a, there was a time, I mean, and this can still be hard for me, but I mean, I feel like there was a time, especially when I was like 18, 19, where I was just like, I've got to be involved with everything. Right. And mm-hmm. it was almost like, I was like, sort of, I, I, what, and what I did was I sort of succumbed to like the chaos of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of like really getting grounded in like, what is my, what is my contrib like in, in my, in, in what corner of the sandbox is my particular contribution? Right. Exactly. The one that he's right. And instead I was like, just like running over this all over the sandbox. Right. And I can still do that where I'm just like, you know, and it's like, it's an ego thing too, or it's like, Oh, I want to be involved sure. with everything. I want to, you know, and, you know, and it's just like, for me that just like that, it just, I don't know how to describe it except succumbing to like the chaos and to some extent, like the, just like the broken, it's like you just get overwhelmed by the brokenness of the world, you know? Yes. And it's hard not to do that just anyway. Right. Yes. But like I do, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think the thing that I've also been kind of sitting with is like, when is, when is it the time to be quiet and be alone and be still? And when is it the time to to be you know sort of in community with other people because i think i i also like have to watch for i think the like like oh like i don't have this per i don't have this figured out yet and i'm not perfect at it right right? like i think particularly i think for a lot i mean i'll just i think for a lot of white folks in particular 
just from my experience. I think for a lot of white folks trying to do anti-racism work, I think for a lot of um, men or, or male identifying people, like trying to like embrace like a feminist politics. Like I think mm-hmm. there's like a similar of just like, I don't, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, like I don't have this per, I don't have this down perfectly yet. Right. And, and I haven't all figured it out. So I'm just going to go like be by myself. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> until I get, until I get to a place where I feel like I have it figured out or I am perfect enough or I am right. enough. Right. And then I'll come back and like be involved. And then it's like, and I, and I've, and I've gone through some of like, I've, I've gone through some cycles like that myself. Right. Sure. And I, and I, you know, I don't know if that's true for other people, but I do think that, um, yeah. People I think generally want to like, feel like they have the right answer yeah. before they, or what they think is what they would be the right answer. And maybe that's, yeah, I think I've had friends and people who have known who just like, you know, I don't know if I can, you know what what's the right words and what's the totally, right thing to say totally. in a space and the truth is you know the left hasn't always been the best about you know at least like walking alongside those quote-unquote people who don't Correct. have the lingo yep. down because yep. yeah i've seen people in spaces that just like got shut down yep. because they didn't you know say the right thing or you know feel like sure. they, or they left out this group of people or sure. this and that and and yeah, at the end of the day, that's why I think our faith and, and whatever spiritual practice anyone participates, whatever gives you the ability to give grace to people, yeah. I think is what has to lead in these mo- movements is like, I don't know, it kind of comes down to that whole like, well, we're an inclusive space, but we can't be inclusive to the non-inclusive people. So I'm like, I'm on board with that. I get that. Like sure. there's at some point sure. you can't have a fascist bigot. <laughs> Sure, you know, trying sure. to ruin your meeting. You can't and have somebody just, actively doing harm to people. Exactly. Right. But yeah. I, I think that that, I mean. But we have to have grace and patience for folks who. Yes. Didn't. They, they just saw somebody die on the news and they're like, yep. hey, I kind of want to go to this meeting because I want to figure right. out what I can do. Right. And they haven't read Bell Hooks or they haven't no, read that's right. any that's of these right. books. That's right. Know? Yeah. No, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I think that's where, like, I mean, I think with me, it's like. I have been trying to balance the like, how am I taking the space to like, you know, take care of myself, grow, develop, be introspective. But like, I also know that like, all like, it doesn't mean anything if I'm not in community with other people. Sure. Right. I mean, I think that's also like, it's like, it, it actually like, that's, is I can go do all of the, I can go meditate for like hours and hours and hours. And like, I, I would probably, you know, I, I do get benefit from that, but like it ceases to be like, it's for me, it ceases to be like a, like a legitimate spiritual practice. Hmm. If I'm using it to somehow like avoid being in accountable relationships and in community with other people. Hmm. Hmm. And I think that kind of is like sort of what you're talking about, right? It's just like, I've been part of plenty of projects where, you know, um, and, and you try to strike the balance and be like, look, like we, you know, we have a, we have like, we want to have some sort of like political and cultural unity around like our values and like what we're saying we believe in. And so if somebody's showing up and, you know, being, you know, you know, misgendering people or saying stuff that, um, is, um, you know, racially offensive, um, you know, um, you know, if they're misgendering people, if they're, if they're, if they're saying, you know, that they, you know, that they think that all lives, you know, they're upset about racism, but they also think all lives matter. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's easy. You know, I've definitely like, 
you know, been parts of where like people leave spaces where like they're actually, their heart is actually in the right place, but like they're just made to feel so bad. Right. Right. <laughs> About, you know, and it's right. just like, it's just like, honestly, like if you're in this space, like if you're like coming to a surge meeting and you're like all lives matter, but I'm still upset about racism. Like if we can't, like if we can't create a space where you are able to actually like engage in a journey Suss around channel, like if, if bit, that, yeah. like if there's, if that's not a space where you can do that, then kind of like, like what the fuck are we doing? You know? Right, and that's, right. I mean, and that's a, I will just say like, I, I, I say that as like surge as an example is like, you know, I was involved with surge for like the first like two, three years, um, that it was sort of around and I've been in other spaces. Right. So I'm not trying, I'm using surge as sort of like a stand in for just like, that's not like a, right. I'm not Any specifically, kind of I want to be group. clear. I'm not specifically <laughs> critiquing search. I'm just saying like, I've been in a number of sort of like, you know, anti-racist right. spaces or like, you know, like, you know, men challenging patriarchy spaces. Exactly. And it's just like, yeah. and, and somebody comes up and they're just like, yeah, like I, you know, like, you, you know, I don't, um, you know, I don't, you know, uh, I don't understand like, you know, why we have to use like different pronouns for people or what that's about. Right. And it's just like, if we can't, if that person just gets ran out, right. right. Even though they're like, I'm, I just don't, you know, they like, might've been a really good ally at some, you yeah, know, like they might've like, been a person who, um, you know, who could have, you know? Yeah. And I think that I've met people who are like that where they, you know, yeah. Almost have this like, <laughs> run in with a situation and you know at the end of the day like we're not going to be perfect we're going to mess up i'm going to shut down the person i've been shut down you know totally. like mm-hmm. um yeah but i i hear you that you know i think places like especially like surge that are like meant to try to organize white folks you know it's totally. going to take a little more patience you know and 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 grace because yeah like we just no, we're never there, and even after I've read all these books and I've had I've been in these conferences and this and that, totally. it's like I still find myself I've actually said see you later, man, to somebody who's non-binary. <laughs> like, totally. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like walk away, beat yeah. myself up, like I can't believe I just said that. It just kind of see you, dude. Oh wait, <laughs> you know, totally. Like, yeah. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I think like, you know, I think the 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 challenge for me has been how am I leaning in on this stuff? And cause, cause I think there's, there's both the like, is am I orienting myself around what is required to build the world that I want to see? Like, am I actually orienting myself around what it's going to take to build a world where relationships of domination no longer exist? And am I aligning my actions and my motivations around that? Or am I aligning my motivations in Iraq and, 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 and actions around, how I want people to perceive me. Mm-hmm. And for me, those two things, sometimes the way that, you know, they, they're sometimes, you know, the way that I'm acting and sort of my, you know, how I'm orienting myself sort of is in alignment with both of the, you know, it's like the, I, I'm still going to do the same thing, you know, whether one's the motivation or the other, but like, if I'm, sure. if I'm, if I'm, and this is where I think that like the idea of like social movements and like issue-based campaigns, like being in community with, with other people, being in struggle with other people in trying to build this better world. Like I feel like if, if, if I'm not grounded in that, then I'm grounded in 
this is all about me and my personal mm. identity and how people perceive me. And that's like a really, for me, that's like a very toxic, dangerous, like unhelpful, oh, sure. like both like for me, it's like a, just like a emotionally like horrible, like it's just like mentally and emotionally like, to, like just, it just eats at me. Mm. And it's like, it's actually not in service right. to the thing that I actually want to be in service to. I don't know. I was smiling. I was thinking about this reminds me of a, I can't remember what Hollywood campaign thing this was, but they got a bunch of pretty well-known actors to like, just get on camera with like black and white screens and just like, I'm sorry for my silence. And it's like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I think it was her. <laughs> just like, just, oh, it's like, uh, yeah, they were like trying to do this whole anti-rate is like after George Floyd, but it was okay. just, and they, and they just like really missed the mark. <laughs> and like, they were reading, they were there. You could tell a lot of the actors, they're like literally reading a line and like, you couldn't even memorize, like we need to stand against racism in every form. Yeah. Like you had to, I don't know. It was just this whole, like you should look it up. I don't, maybe, I don't know, but yeah, I, it just reminded me of like, I, I mean, we all have some kind of perform. I mean, we all, we're human. We all want to be liked. Sure. Oh yeah. We all want to, but like you're saying, like the things that aren't so helpful, mm, I don't know if these wealthy rich actors yeah. are, I'm sorry for my whiteness. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's I mean, helping out. And that's the know? type of thing. It's just like, <clears throat> would I, you know, do, is it, do I, th do I think it, do I think it's better that Hollywood is at least saying something about racism? Yes. It, do I feel like that's kind of missing what we're going for here? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like public self-flagellation is like, You're right, you know, like, exactly. white, like white, if, act, if, white actors publicly self-flagellating themselves is like actually kind of like, it's also like recentering like white people's. Exactly. <laughs> right. I think and, that, that was the things, sentiment of that campaign. Totally. Like, they were like, okay. Yeah. Right. Like, you're asking for forgiveness, I guess. Yeah. Like <laughs> then, yeah, they, they weren't even. Yeah, they didn't think they were just part of some kind of campaign to raise awareness about it. But it was just, yeah, again, like probably saying nothing is worse. But I don't know. This was pretty bad. It was like as totally. far as like the people totally. just like, I don't think this was very authentic. They're they're yeah. reading their line of we should all stand as we're fighting racism. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's to me why like the, the, the spiritual groundedness is so important to it. Cause it's like, mm. you know, I don't, you know, um, without like, I mean, without a relationship with God, with a power greater than myself, you know, um, and, and, and work to, you know, and, and, and the people that I, know and i think respect the most and have seen be like most effective like change agents also like whether they're religious or not like they believe in something that's deeper than themselves that they strive to have a relationship with and i think that that's why it's like so important to like like to have some sort of grounding um because otherwise i fl i float right because i i move from what do I need to do? Like, you know, how am I orienting my motivations and my behavior around what it's really going to take to build a world where relationships of domination no longer exist? Like, how am I really grounded myself in that? And if I, and if I am not doing the like meditation and the prayer and like working with people in community around like the spiritual journey, then like, I just like go, I go right over to the, like, I'm, you know, uh, like, what do I need to do to, you know, 
be liked and accepted no matter right. what. And, you know, and, and mm. I just, it just, that just becomes like very dangerous territory, you know? Yeah. I think for every organizer or person who does this work, there's always like, you got to take care of your mental health. You have to surround yourself with people who are looking out for you, you know, because yeah, like it's just rigorous work and it, it, we have to be this in for the long haul, like you're saying, you know, and if we're, if we're not grounded in, you know, these like core beliefs and, and our, like you were saying, mutual liberation, then we'll get caught up in, you know, the other aspects of life, which is just, okay, I'm now focused on how this is making me look, <laughs> or I'm, I'm <laughs> focused on how this is coming across versus how, what is the effect we're trying to change or trying to create mm -hmm. together. So I, I hear that. And it's unfortunate that like, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know for all, I mean, it's just life, I guess in general, like we're just always, whether it's coworkers or this or that, we all have some kind of tendency of the mask or version of ourselves we're bringing into the space. And um, yeah, at, at the same time, like, in these, in these, in in the causes that it's it's life and death for communities, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's these issues like, you know, there's there can be little room for the ego, and the ego's a real bitch because it likes to rear its head a lot. <laughs> and again, we're 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 white males, so our egos are always always ready to flex. <laughs> We've been always ready to flex. We have been. Uh, we we you know, every every history book I ever had until I got to college was all about great white men who did great incredible things so that's that's going to give you a pretty distorted uh, <laughs> perception of who you are and what you're supposed to be oh I pray to a white Jesus you know <laughs> I was I he was my my immaculate you know uh person I was yeah looking towards yeah and, you know to identify and pray to black Jesus though. Ooh, that's, yeah. That's a whole other. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, 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 yeah. Jesus is a blue hair, blue, blue, uh, eyed, uh, blonde white guy is, uh, <laughs> I, like, I mean, I, whatever we know, we know everything. Why, why, why we know why that is and why it's problematic. So we don't make yeah. anybody mad in the, you know, church circles. Just tell them, did you know there are no white people in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally zero, literally yeah. zero. So, uh, but of all things to make sure you're praying for, make sure you pray for Micah. So, ah, but <laughs> always, always be praying for me. Hey, Justin, um, I said, I wouldn't keep you all night. Where can we find you online? Both for personal stuff, you know, anything, any website, anything you want to highlight, just where people can go check out good causes, things you're about. What? Uh... Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I you know, like I, I don't even, I don't know what my Twitter handle or Instagram <laughs> handle. So I'm on like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, but I mostly just go on Twitter for the news. I never post sure. anything. But you know, I think like if people are not already plugged in or no, you know, I would highlight, you know, showing up for racial justice, Kansas city, Missouri jobs with justice, Casey tenants, uh, uh, stand up KC, um, as like local organizations that, um, are really doing some awesome stuff. I would add more square Missouri, metropolitan organization for racial and economic equity. Yeah. Um, also has been doing, um, some pretty, 
pretty awesome work. Um, I'm sure there, there's like a number of other groups that, you know, I, I'm probably missing so but, many. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if anybody's going to go online and like look for something, I would, I would look, those groups are pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here and until next time. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for the pray for Micah podcast. Be sure to like subscribe and leave a review and check out my YouTube channel and follow me on social media. Pray for Micah pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll see you next time. You are now re-entering the normal world.